Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 97th official episode. This is the last episode before we go to college. Yeah, quite, uh, quite possibly the last one in person for a while. Yeah. So yeah. so we'll figure out a way to keep recording, yeah, I think. But, for sure. but yeah. Uh, we, but, got, we got the merch. We got the, I got the oh, Allen yeah. Iverson. Just just a Duke shirt. Duke is synonymous with basketball, so it's yeah. all good. Um, so what we have for you today is we're setting one goal for each NBA team for the 2021-2022 NBA season. It's a little like it's a little dead in terms of NBA news at the moment. We did free agency. The draft is old is old news. Uh, so until the season starts, we have to get a little creative. And so this is so this is what we what we went yeah. with. We're gonna start with the Eastern Conference. Uh, mm-hmm. Connor Flanner did the East. I did the West. So I think we should just get into it. Yeah, we'll go through our goals and, yeah. and react to each other. So yeah. I listed these in order of, of standing. So I'm starting off with the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, one of the most storied teams this off season for sure. Purely because of the Ben Simmons situation. Yeah. And so I don't think I can say, I, I don't think there, there can be any other goal uh, at the moment besides figure out Ben Simmons before game one. Like, if you're if you're keeping him, if he's coming to training camp and you're playing with him game one, like, you got to get your shit together because right now Ben Simmons isn't talking to anybody on the on the Sixers, on, like, on the, the players, the, the, the staff, like, not on good terms. So you either have to... Sort that out, or you gotta trade him, right? Would you rather see Ben Simmons traded or kept? I think at this point they have run back the Ben Simmons thing um, enough times. We've seen it not work enough times that I, that I'm willing to say like trade him um, for the fit, even though you're not you're good. The, what you're gonna get back is not gonna be a player of the same caliber. But I think okay. I think getting a guy who is a smaller scoring guard who you know who can like put the ball on the floor and and like stretch out stretch out the floor a little bit like even if you lose some defense and some playmaking um like I don't, I don't think that player is going to be as good as Ben Simmons or those players are going to be as good as Ben Simmons but I think at this point with all the turmoil that we have seen uh surrounding Ben Simmons in the Sixers locker room and, and on the court like I think it's time um and and that might mean by the way like if I, I'm saying do this before game one, that might mean they have to bring down their asking price for the like three or four first round picks on top of a young player down a little bit. Um, I think that we've seen them demanding these really high offers because they know they have all offseason to do this. It doesn't have to happen on draft yeah. night. Or it doesn't have to happen, you know, in the next week. Like they still have a while before before game one, which is why I'm setting the goal as game one, because, um, you know, the longer that they keep this asking price up, the the more desperate teams are going to be to trade for Ben Simmons, like you know, before before the season actually starts. The only thing I would respond to is yeah, the 76ers were the one seed this no, past I, year. No, I understand, and this has been their best year to date. But but I think I think when if you're if you're looking at if you were looking at a at, at a team success goal for the 76ers next season, they've already achieved the one seed. It's not about regular season anymore. It's about being championship contenders. It's about making it you know to the second third finals like. Round, rounds of the playoffs. So I, it doesn't matter if the Sixers come out and are the one seed again because all regular season, all anybody's going to be talking about is they're going to fall apart when they get to the playoffs. So until they prove that wrong, and I think the way to prove that wrong is probably going to be moving Ben Simmons, um, I don't think what they do in the regular season matters. So, so I think their overall goal should be get into that top tier of competing for a championship with the Nets and Bucks. And the way to do that 
you know, but, but but the first step towards that, I think, and the first goal should be figure out the Ben Simmons situation. Yeah, and on top of that, if they do decide to trade Ben Simmons, which again I'm a little skeptical of. Yeah. Uh, Understandably, they, like, they're he's going, a good player. They're gonna they're gonna get like probably two first round draft picks back. Mm-hmm. You would think they should probably flip those two picks immediately. As yeah, well. like easier easier said than done. But yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah, just um, for even for like just extra shooting. Or just a, a better bench or Absolutely. whatever. Yeah. And but the, the good thing is, like, let's say they they made, like, a CJ McCollum kind of deal, right? So they get a guy who's, like, a veteran, pretty good player. Like, and, like, maybe maybe that's not even an offer that's on the table. But this is just a hypothetical. So they get the CJ McCollum deal plus two first-round picks, like you said. You can hang on to those two first-round picks until the deadline. And then when some, when some team, like, I don't know who it would be, but it's like they thought they were a contender. They thought they were going to make a playoff push. And then, then they're like... You know what? Let's you know. Let's just yeah. get like that was the Houston Rockets last year, where like where they where things kind of like fell apart, got derailed throughout the season. Like that would be a team that would be willing to sell. So then, then I think you can hang on to those first round picks throughout the season when you get to the deadline. Then be a buyer with those. Um, so so we'll see. But I think that's the that's that's step one, goal one, item one for the 76ers is just figure out Ben Simmons. Either trade him or make it like stable. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think there's any goal here besides get healthy and win it all. Like, and, and yeah. those are synonymous. I think those are synonymous. Like, like I think I think a healthy Brooklyn Nets team is the hands down favorite to win uh, to win the NBA championship next year. You can talk about the Lakers all you want, but uh, but I think uh, this is this is the Nets' ring to lose if they're if they're all healthy. So get healthy, and then and then get it done. Yeah, the, especially their offseason moves were not bad that mm-hmm. they, they brought back Blake Griffin they got Patty Mills um there's someone else they were talking to about bringing in I'm blanking right now but I think that if they get even an average bench I think they're probably the favorites I would actually still choose the Lakers over them just because I've chosen the Lakers the past three years yeah I'm a believer in it um but yeah I, I agree there's there's no other goal and there's nothing you can really say except for hey don't all get injured at the same time which kind of happened last year yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So then the Milwaukee Bucks, you're sort of like third favorite team. You're you're a you're an off-brand Bucks fan. I am an off-brand um, Bucks fan. So you know, I'm sure you'll have some input on this. I, I've I've heard people say uh, like many times that like repeating is one of the hardest things to do in sports. That it's even harder than winning a championship for the first time is repeating because you have to keep the roster together. You have to stay motivated. Like yeah. it's really hard to create that same hungry environment of like let's go win a championship. The sec for a second year, so that like I said, like that is that is maybe the hardest thing to do in sports is not winning a first championship, but doing it twice in a row. Yeah, so you, we actually I feel like the the NBA is uniquely to where like you do get repeat mm. because like one guy can kind of just like LeBron can just get you to eight finals in a row, or Katie and Steph on the same team is just an automatic finals appearance. Um, whereas like I know we were talking about this a few days ago, like in baseball there hasn't been a, a re. There hasn't been a repeat champion yeah. in the since MLB like, since since the year two thousand. So yeah, in the past twenty the 80s, years. Like, yeah. considering how many like really good teams there have been, the motivation hasn't been there for one hundred and sixty two games, or also just the roster construction, aging, injuries, all of that. In order to do it, do it again, it's also harder to play from from a position of like 
you're on top and it's your it's your championship to lose. Kind of like I said for the Nets, it's harder to play from that position than to be the underdog and have something to prove. Like because M- Milwaukee all year, like in the locker room, we would it's see a clips story, of, right? Like they they would be like, "We're dogs, we're dogs." Mm-hmm. They would be literally be barking in yeah. the locker room, grown <laughs> men. Uh, and I'd like you know. Shout out to them if they're still barking after yeah. they've had a championship parade because that'd be really cool. But it's it's hard to keep the same mentality of like we're young and hungry and like we want this right. And and I'm sure that if anybody has that kind of like mentality, it's Giannis. But we'll see how the rest of the team responds. True. Um, so 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 my goal for them is well, you could say like like I said, I think I think that the Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks are the two top teams in the East going into the season. Like yep. maybe the Brooklyn Nets are in a tier of their own, but these are the two top contenders in my head from the East. I agree. But I, it's it's hard for me to ask them to do the hardest thing to do in sports and repeat. So what I'm saying right here is prove it wasn't a fluke. Come out come out and like and like show that that show that you're for real and like stay in the running, right? You don't even like you've already achieved achieved the pinnacle. Like I'm not like the goal is yes, go defend it, but like, also, also like go out there and like, be, like be re- like be like in the same conversation, even if you don't win at all, because I think that that's gonna be so hard to do. Just like prove it wasn't a fluke and like have a damn good season. Like uh, so, because I, I guess I guess I'm saying it's hard for me to ask them to repeat, even though yes, that's the goal on their minds. All right, next team. Um, moving on, our New York Knicks. Yes, sir. Um, I'm a fan of what they did this offseason. I I, uh, I am too. I, I Yeah, I am, I'm too, I think, because we added perimeter creation, Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. Even if you mm-hmm. argue that Kem- that Evan Fournier is overpaid, Kemba Walker is underpaid. So, yeah, our, our, and, and a healthy Kemba we haven't seen in a couple of years either. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very, like, knee-dependent for him. Dude, they're leaning so heavy into the fact that Kemba Walker grew up in the Bronx, and I love it. Yes, yes. Like, just that, the, that's the really New fun. York energy. Well, they, they did so the, they kind of a similar thing with Melo, right? Like, yeah. like the coming home, kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 really looking forward to the Knicks this season, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I like that we brought back a lot of the guys that like made last year like solid and interesting. I think that's kind of the Thibodeau way is like loyalty and like kind of like gritty, hardworking guys. Uh, and I think I think that we kept our roster construction that sort of same way. Um, I like some of the guys that that some of the young guys that we have, um, like quickly and, and Obi Toppin have been playing well in the summer league, and like summer league doesn't mean shit, like to be to be frank, but like. Um, but dropped thirty one yesterday. Yeah, but like, like quickly, like a like obliterated someone's ankles like mm-hmm, three days ago, mm-hmm. like snapped them out of existence. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I actually like I was as upset as I was about us losing Reggie Bullock because we've we've talked about this po- podcast about how like pro Reggie Bullock I am and both of us Reginald, are. Um, my but, love, but. I heard Stephen A make a point, which was like, you get in, you get in Reggie's face, you close out, and there's not much you can do after that. So right, so he's like, he's a catch and shoot guy, and and that really got exposed. Where like, against the Hawks, we were putting Reggie Bullock in the corner, and I was saying all series, Trey Young is guarding somebody, whoever whoever Trey Young is guarding, like find that guy and, and attack him. And the problem was they were sticking Trey Young on Reggie Bullock in the corner. Trey's short, he can still put his hand up and contest. Yeah, and, whereas and, you see, like, the Hawks, like, yeah. their, their shooters or the, their guys on the wings. Like Kevin were, Herter, were, Bogdanovich. Like, yeah, yeah. Were, were Kevin Herter, Bogdanovich, even Lou Will, like, who, they're good shooters, but they can also take it off the dribble. Yep. So so the problem was that, that we ran into 
moments of like we have good players who aren't necessarily shot creators even against weaker defenders so i like that we brought in kemba walker Evan Fournier. so that's a whole knicks tangent because of course for knicks fans my goal for the knicks this season is make it to the second round i don't know if that's a fair goal, i don't dog. i don't know if it's, i don't know how realistic it is like i don't think it's like get back to the playoffs like like be in the first round like as long sure. as like we we put up a respectable first round exit like i'm i'm so fine with that I, maybe I my agree, bar like, is just so low for being a knicks fan all these years I like, like I understand, and I also think that I also think the East is better this year. Like I think that yeah. the Celtics, like well, I'll get to the Celtics, Hawks, Heat, like all those teams are probably gonna be very good next season. Um, so it's gonna be tough, but like, why not? Like, like for the it, the, the Knicks have already made it to the first round. Hopefully they'll do it again. I'm gonna I'm I'm challenging them. Like push it into the second round. Do I think that's gonna happen? Like honestly, no. No, I don't. But but like if that's if I'm setting a goal for them, like. I would walk away so thrilled if we made it to the second round. And if we yeah. made it to the first round, I would consider it a win as well. But, like, yeah. we've done that now. Um, okay. so, but let's, but let's, let's like, maintain the bar at least, New York. Um, for the Atlanta Hawks, um, my goal for them is just be a story. Like, last season, they were just exciting, fun to watch, and, like, caught everybody by surprise. I, I, I'm, my, I'm challenging them. My goal for them is, like, capture that in a bottle and, like, recreate it. Like, just be be that same team behind Trey Young that's like marketable, marketable, watchable, watchable, and um, and does things people aren't expecting. Um, Honestly, same roster pretty much. Like yeah. De- DeAndre Hunter's healthy again. But other, other than that, you know, you know, like I don't, I don't think that they're, it, it, you know, in all likelihood they probably wouldn't even be able to create like going to the Eastern Co- recreate going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, so like I, I don't know, I don't know that I can. So maybe maybe the challenge is like do that again, but but. I'm really just saying be a story because I think, you know, this is a young team that hopefully will be able to kind of like stick together after the Brooklyn Nets are no longer the like juggernaut that they are right now. So just like hang in there, keep being, keep being a story. And like, I think their time, their time will come where they'll be like, you know, back in the Eastern Conference finals or, or, or win the, or win, or win the Eastern Conference and, and go to the finals. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see if, Onyeka Kongwu can actually, you know, be, be a bigger role because he's that's, six that's overall, fair, yeah. six overall pick last year, and yeah. he didn't get that much run. And uh, and speaking of Duke, they drafted Jalen Johnson. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I have mixed emotions about him because he, because he left, uh, he left Duke yeah, partway through the season. It's kind of weird. So I'm, I'm like, I'm rooting for him, but I also like have some, <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I guess a little bit of resentment, like. I because I, I remember there was one game where he like at Duke where he he really did not play well like he just had a lot of turnovers and like made some bad decisions and and couldn't get the, like put the ball in the basket and he's not really a jump shooter but like was like not taking to the basket strong so like wasn't finishing at the rim um, and and like like people see a little bit of Ben Simmons in him in that way so if you if you like don't know much about him like kind of picture that a little bit um, and then the next game. Coach K didn't start him, like so. So the guy who was supposed to be at that time a lottery pick, um, yeah. who, you know, was was pretty clearly I would say like the best the best prospect on the roster, the best player on the roster. Coach K didn't start him the next game after he had a bad game. So, you know, like I'm not going to question the greatest you know the greatest college coach and maybe greatest basketball coach ever, um, but like 
interesting decision that clearly pissed yeah. Jalen Johnson off because after he came off the bench, he like left. two days later, he was gone. That's like pretty bad attitude. Yeah. I, like I don't know, I don't know the situation. There's but that, that I, stuff behind the scenes. But. I think that's part of the reason he went from like a potential top ten pick to twentieth. Yeah. Um, and so I think the Atlanta Hawks honestly got really good value in terms of talent at that spot. But I'd like to, I'll be interested to see what he does as well. And Sharif Cooper also fell to them in the draft. So. They're going to be an interesting team. So, like I said, just like be a story. Like, like let's yeah. let's just be interesting. Um, Miami Heat. This is a this is a weird one because they because they went very all in this off season. Um, yeah, so they my, did. They shortened the timeline. Yeah, exactly. Heavily. So, my goal for them is just make that money look well spent in hindsight. When we get when we get to the end of the season, regardless of what the result is. Make it so that you look back on spending, you know, however much money on Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler. Um, and, and be like, okay, yeah, like we made the right decision. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like avoid at all costs it being like, oh shit, we have four more years of Kyle Lowry, of this Kyle Lowry. Like, as long as you're not doing that, like, you know, I, I think this is, this is a win of an off season. Like just, you're putting yourselves, you're prolonging the like really, really good Miami Heat teams that probably aren't championship contenders, but are like towards the top of the East. Um, so make the money well spent in hindsight is, is my goal for that. Yeah, like I don't envision them getting to the conference finals. Neither do I. Yeah. Until like, what is their what is their ceiling look like? Like Bam just becomes an All NBA second team guy. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't I don't really know. Yeah. It's maybe Jimmy Butler just goes supernova again. And if we're continuing your thing of like challenging, or like setting goals for specific players, like Tyler Hero have a rebound year. Yeah. Like, like yeah, people that's are true. low on Tyler Hero right now after like, you know kissing his feet like like for in the nba finals two years ago so like like let's let's see like what he can what he can do uh this upcoming year <laughs> that's funny as hell <laughs> for the boston celtics speaking of rebound um they ended as the seventh seed last year and this was a team super that disappointing i forget i think i might have ha- predicted they would be the two seed in my like preseason power ranking kind of kind of episode yeah, i think you i did. was very high on the boston celtics um you know when i, I don't recognize like Kemba was not the player that that I or or I think NBA fans like in, in, in the Celtics themselves probably expected him to be until he becomes you know MVP on the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he, speaking of rebound again, um, and and I think that you know there was some stuff with like Jason Tatum got COVID. Like like there's there's probably reasons behind it. But if you're the Boston Celtics, like this is a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Cavs in like 2017. Like. We know this team can yeah. be can be damn good. Like, let's see them. Let I want to see them put themselves back in the conversation with the Sixers, Nets, Bucks. There's no reason that this team with J- behind Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can't be in that yeah, like, same conversation. Like you have two solid All Stars on that team. That, like, that's ta- not like, something. Take advantage. Yeah, yeah, that's not something every team can say. Yeah, and and you know that with new, like for the front office changes, like maybe that'll be the thing that it takes to like push them ahead. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that like Brad Stevens was getting kind of tired, I guess of like, like, like it was, he was exhausted from being an NBA coach. And so maybe the like fresh energy that, that I don't even know who their new coach is, to be honest with you. Um, Eat like Ime Udoku or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Um, Hopefully he'll bring some like new energy and life into the locker room and, and change it enough. Hopefully Dennis Schroeder works too. That's a good point. Um, speaking of underpaid, like you know, you know, that's a he went from steal. That's that's like one of the craziest stories of this offseason is turning down the four year eighty four million extension Ooh. to go for 
a one-year five point nine million. Lost seventy-eight million dollars. Jesus guaranteed. Christ. That's that's like a horror story for for NBA agents and players. Um, <laughs> the Washington Wizards. Um, I guess my challenge really is be a team that's good enough to keep Bradley Beal. So so be legit and like hang on to the playoff spot um, behind us. What it's, what it's become sort of like a young team, like a, a little like mishmash of like Kyle Kuzma and uh, Corey Kispert and like yeah. Rui Hachimura. So just like. Be like be like be solid enough, like while still being young, that like Bradley Beal doesn't isn't forced to be like get me the hell out of here because as of right now he wants to stay. So like don't ruin that. You know what I mean? Don't give him any reason, um, any reason to be like okay, this is it because from everything that that I've heard, it's like he doesn't. He's looking for reasons to stay, not reasons for go yeah. to go. You know what I mean. Spencer Dinwiddie also very solid signing. Mm. Hopefully, he can be the same player he was pre-injury. Very good point. So yeah, so I guess like the Washington Wizards, like hang on to that eight seed even amongst all the shifting in the East. Um, aim higher too. You know. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess I'm saying, but behind the Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Knicks, Hawks, Heat, Celtics, are any of those teams falling below the Wizards? Shit, the Knicks could. I don't know. Yeah, like, I like mean, why are the Knicks a better team than the Wizards? Like, only because they were last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, that. It, it, yeah. So so I guess yes. Aim higher if you're, if you're the Wizards too. But um, I don't want to set something that I think is like unrealistic. You know, like I I think that all of those East, those seven teams above them right now like have the chance to be better than they were last season. Um, okay. So, the Indiana Pacers are up next. This is this is a strange one. Um, my my goal for them is just get out of limbo because they they just missed the playoffs last year, um, but they've still got some like talent like in Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner, Demontis Sabonis, that uh, and and Karis Levert that like. Dude, I'm looking at their their starting five is Brogdon, Levert, T.J. Warren, Sabonis, Miles Turner. Like that's a that's a good starting yeah. five. There yeah. are there are no bad players in that starting five. Exactly. So like. That's too good of a team to like. Not be making the playoffs. Yeah, but, like, last year was really last year they hated their strange. coach. It's they hated so, yeah. their coach last year. So so I guess whatever it is, like the Pacers got to like kind of kind of got to get out of limbo because I feel like ever since Paul George left, like they haven't had uh, like a team that's really been anything super noteworthy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This isn't a team that's going to. I, I they they drafted Chris Duarte with their first pick this year, and you know like he's he's solid, but he was a senior out of Oregon, you know. So you're not yeah. you're not getting this young talent that's like new and upcoming, you know. Like like you're not getting anybody in the draft that's like franchise changing, and you're also uh, not in the playoffs. So like that's why I say like they're in a bit of a limbo. So once again, like it's hard for me to say go beat out any of the eight teams above them, but like. Do it. You're, you're a little stuck, you know. Like, 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 let's see something. Let's see something different this season. This um, is an early prediction uh, for the for the 2022 NBA season. Yeah, Karis Levert is gonna average like 24 or 25 a game. He had an awesome episode on the JJ Redick podcast where he yeah. talked about like how much he's overcome in terms of like his health and injuries. Um, so after finishing this, I would highly recommend uh, anybody who's a fan yeah. of this go listen to that. He, in the past three years, he's averaged 20. 18 and a half and then almost 21 i think he's like easily gonna average like or not like easily it's not easy but 
I think he'll average like 24, 25 a game he, next year. He came back from having his kidney removed and being traded mid-season uh, of the Pacers to, to, you know, like to average that 21 too. So like that's a menace activity. Yeah, he's he's crazy. Like like if the Pacers are are like a or like a six seed or so, I think he'll be an All Star. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's my early NBA prediction. Charlotte Hornets. Um, be marketable. Must watch um, with Lamelo as the face. You have maybe the most marketable player in the NBA right now. Like, like get fans. Like, like straight up. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, the, the the Charlotte Hornets are a team that, you know, partially because they're new and they've like moved around and rebranded. Like, don't I don't in my in my head have like insane support and like diehard uh, diehard fandom. Although, like, who knows? Like, I'm about to move to North Carolina. Like, maybe I'll find something <laughs> out. So. Um, Are you gonna become a pseudo <laughs> Charlotte fan, dude? I mean, it would be it would be a cool excuse to, you know what I mean? But like, probably not. Like I like I'm a, I'm I'm Knicks I'm Knicks through and through at the moment. Um, and and of course I got a soft spot for the Nuggets. I have no Oaks, I have no problem being like a half Wizards fan because of yeah because yeah. yeah 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 I I think that, that that could be interesting yeah, yeah. so so I'll, I'll have a I like I said like a soft spot for the Hornets but um but I wouldn't call myself a fan. Um, but, but like with Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball and James Booknight, like they've got a team that's good that, that in PJ Washington, like that and, and Kai Jones, like they just have a bunch of like exciting young talent. Um, yeah. you have freaking Michael Jordan as your owner. Like that's so cool. Sell some tickets, sell some merch. Like, oh, did you see, take advantage? Did you see uh book night, uh, in an interview was like, as soon as I got drafted, like a day later, Michael Jordan called me up on the phone and started critiquing my game and saying what I can improve on, and how and like how cool it. He he basically was just like, "How cool is that?" And I'm like, "You're right, you're right, James Booknight. <laughs> like that, that's hella cool. I'm so happy for you." Um, so I th- yeah, I think that's really cool. They also they're the only NBA team that gets to have Jordan on their jersey. Yeah, and I feel like like even like Michigan and UNC on the college level, I'm pretty sure they're the only teams. That can have like Jordan and Jordan merch for their for like their football and basketball teams, and that like helps with their recruiting. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, like, that's, so that's... I I feel like that could help with the recruiting or the marketability marketability to a lesser extent in the NBA. I feel you. Yeah. So so be marketable and must watch if you're the Hornets. Like be be the league t- the league pass team that like everybody wants to to flip onto. Yeah. Um, for the Toronto Raptors. Um, Dude, I, I'm the, saying, dude, the league is deep, bro. The, yeah, the East is deep. I forgot that, like we hadn't mentioned them. Yeah, the Raptors. I have trade Siakam or get back in the playoffs race. Um, either or. Yeah, either or. Which that's, my, that's my goal. I don't know. Like, it depends on how, how like irreparable the relationship with Pascal Siakam is because the like the way I'm seeing it is like kind of like I said for Ben Simmons. Like whoever you trade Pascal Siakam for. You're not going to get equal value in return, um, so unless he's really forcing your hand and unless he really wants out because he's unhappy because he's a locker room issue right now because whatever, um, I don't think it makes sense to trade him. Like he's he's young, like he's still like twenty six or twenty eight or something like that. I want the Warriors to trade for Pascal Siakam. Yeah, so so there there should be some some teams in your in your Western Conference. Uh, goals list. I'll, I'll 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 put in give input if if you don't. 
um, that I think that I think yeah should be should be interested. But like, he's young-ish and he's a win now. So like, kind of whatever your timeline is, like he should fit. So like, I don't understand what the the rush to trade him would be unless he's forcing your hand. Like I said, but. If you're not trading Pascal Siakam, if you're not trying to get really young and get assets and draft picks and whatever, like this team with Fred VanVleet, OG Ananobi, Chris Boucher, like also should be okay enough to like be Pacers level, you know, like they were t- they were talking about, like get at least get into the limbo because right yeah. now, like they just had a top four pick, like they gave Gary Trent a lot of money. True, too. true. Um, and I'll be interested to see how Scotty Barnes is. I think. People, people are kind of doubting that pick because like he's yeah. gonna get the instant comparison to Jalen Suggs the same way that Trey Young got the the Luca comparison. So like, let's see. Like I don't I don't yeah. know. Like or or yeah. So okay, this will be interesting. Um, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, I said established cornerstones. Um, you got Evan Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, and Isaiah Coro, who in my mind are like, oh, and Jared Allen. Um, yeah. Who are, who are my own, like so that's a that's a that's a solid starting five. Figure out who of those guys are like max level players. Yeah. Like who like are you who committing to for the next five, ten, well, fifteen? They years? They already committed to Jared Allen for five yeah. years, hundred million. Yeah. Um. But you know they could totally trade that if it if they if like Evan Mobley's just a stud and they can't fit together, then yeah, then they probably should trade Jared Allen. And and by the way, I think they should be like thanking the lore that that uh they got they got evan mobley at number three because yeah i've heard people say and and from from whatever what little draft work i've done it, it makes a lot of sense to me like uh kate cunningham jalen green and evan mobley all could have been the first overall pick in like and like in like a couple of like the lat drafts over the last you know five years or whatever like in literally last year's draft um they potentially could have been the first overall pick, all, all three of them. And also, like the fit is so much better than if like you were choosing between Jalen. Like they might have picked Scotty Barnes because mm-hmm. the the Jalen Green, uh, like you do, you don't need another guard. You already have too many guards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, establish cornerstones if you're the Cavs. That's a good goal. Um, Orlando Magic, like player development and rehab. Like get your guys healthy. Like Jonathan Isaac uh, is coming off the ACL, I think. Uh, Markel Fultz still like. Had, dealing with some injuries, um, but now you've got a bunch of like you know Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, um, you know, and, and Mo Bamba, like Jonathan Isaac. Um, I don't know. There's there's other there's other people I'm forgetting too. Like you have a chance here where like you're not playing for anything, so like get your guys healthy and and get your young guys. They, they have like, Wendell Carter and Wendell Carter. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Get get your young guys reps like like yeah. this is this is a chance like I don't know I don't know that there are so many cornerstones out of the guys that I just named I think Jalen Suggs definitely could be yeah um, I think so I, I don't I don't know that I can say like established cornerstones but like develop your guys you know what I mean yeah um, which is something they're not good at doing <laughs> yeah and so that that would be that would be a break for the norm unfortunately for the Magic because I think that over the last several many years like a lot of the guys that they have drafted are no longer on the team right like um, I believe they drafted Oladipo. Um, Aaron Gordon. Uh, did they draft Oladipo? Yeah, yeah, they did. They drafted Tobias Harris. Um, actually, I don't know if that's true. I, in my in my they head, they drafted Vucevic. In my head, they're not great at like retaining and retaining and developing the guys that they draft. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and for a while now, they've been in the like low lottery numbers. So, yeah. 
So develop your guys um, and, and rehab your guys. Last but not least, the Detroit Pistons. Um, you've got a generational talent now in Cade Cunningham. You have to start taking advantage today. Like, don't wait. Like, what does that mean? What is taking advantage? Yeah, good question. Um, this is this is me thinking like Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Devin Booker. Like, when you've got these guys who are such incredible scorers and like all around players that they come in and make an instant impact, like could instantly propel you to being a playoff team. You know, and we'll see if Kid Cunningham is that good. But when you've got like someone who in your head at least is a generational talent. You gotta take advantage while they're on their rookie contract. Yeah, for salary purposes. Yeah. So, so like, what the what the Hawks did around Trey Young in the course of three years, like, that is the Detroit Pistons' path to like being a top five seed in the in the East two years from now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And if you don't take advantage while Kate is on his rookie contract, like, you could end up in a situation where th- that the Pelicans are in, where like. Three years from now, it's like their roster's kind of confusing. Um, there's rumblings that Zion might want to trade. You know, even though those have quieted down to this offseason. There, there, we made an episode, like, are Ben Simmons and Zion Williams going to be traded? Um, you know, like, you don't want to be falling in that situation where you where you have a guy. Like, that happened with Carl Anthony Towns. Like, Carl Anthony Towns was in our heads, like a generational talent. Yeah, and first overall pick. That, he's like, done, his team has done nothing yeah. for him. So, so that's what I'm saying, is like, you you just got the first overall pick, Fig, start figuring it out now. Like don't don't wait. Don't like, you know, sit on anything. Like, full pedal to the metal. Uh, if you're the Pistons, I just realized the Timberwolves are not on my list. <laughs> uh, Damn. <whoops>. Damn. <laughs> Cold. Why, why aren't they there? Okay. Um. So now we're gonna go to the Western Conference for the goals for the 2022 NBA season. Starting with the top, Utah Jazz. Uh, for me, it's not a matter of like like the off season's over. Like you 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 signed Rudy Gay, that was a good move. Uh, you re-signed Mike Conley, pretty good move. It's just a matter of postseason execution. You were the one seed. You put on a masterclass all year in team basketball, in good offense. They shot so many threes in defense. They played really sound defense. You had the defensive player of the year. Um, but in the playoffs, you got exposed. Because I think they're very one-dimensional in terms of they shoot a ton of threes and then they rely on Rudy on defense. And if mm. you pull Rudy out, then the whole system crumbles. And that's what we saw in the Clippers series. So my goal is to get more flexible on offense and defense. I think Quinn Schneider is one of the three best coaches in the NBA. I think he's able to recognize that while the system really works in the regular season, it's just a little too one-dimensional. And I don't, like, again, like I don't fully have the solution. It's not like you trade Rudy Gobert. It's not like you make Rudy Gobert a stretch five. But I think you try to get a little creative, like the Miami Heat have recently done, um, even though Bam Adebayo is more mobile than Rudy Gobert. Um, but, like, you know, just get a little more creative on defense to where the whole system doesn't implode in the playoffs. That's interesting. I guess I say, like, like I see what you're saying, but I also think that, that Rudy Gobert, people talk a lot about, like, how he's a great run protector, but isn't necessarily the best at like switching on to smaller players. So a lot of teams' defensive schemes when you use the playoffs are just like how do you stop a basic pick and roll, basically. So like 
a lot of the teams like the 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 Bucks. Part of the reason they were so good defensively this season was that they could they were they were able to switch. They were able to like hedge and recover. They were they they had the personnel to do a lot a lot uh, a lot with their flexibility on defense, especially when Brook Lopez wasn't on the court. Um, and I think when you rely so heavily on Rudy Gobert for your for your defense, but he also can't really step out and guard the other team's point guard the way that people are saying Evan Mobley is going to be able to. Um, I, I, I think, yes, like you want to be more flexible defensively, but I think it, that's partially a, a flaw in the personnel more than like the coaching, like, like I guess, is, that, is what I'm saying. I'm Yeah, but like, I don't know, like you could just perfect drop coverage or I, I, like, I don't know, but you need, yes, you need like, to find Quinn, Quinn Schneider is smarter, is a smarter basketball mind than mine. Yes. I, and so, I, I think he can figure something out. I, I guess I, I, I see what you're saying, but like, let's say, because I, I think you're right. Like I think I think you're right to point as this as like their problem over the last couple of seasons. But if if the idea is like let's perfect drop coverage, then every team is just like 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 the, the Trey Young the Trey Young mold is just like okay they're playing drop coverage. I'm just gonna hit a floater every time. Like I'm just gonna do that. Like and there's not that much like if you have if you go get up against a guy who's that talented like yeah. you're stuck. See it all all it takes is if you're like we're gonna just perfect drop coverage. Then all it takes is one guy to be like, I can deal with drop coverage, right? For, for like, you just have to get one bad matchup and your season's over. So I see, I, I agree with you, and also think easier said than done, and like get more flexible. All right, the Phoenix Suns, the two seed last year, uh, first goal, stay healthy. Uh, just because I feel like looking at you, Chris Paul, like just stay healthy, be the same player you were last year. Um, but furthermore, I think to cope with like a little bit of that risk. Um, expand Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton's role in the offense. Mm. Um, both are super talented, and I think both have made strides in the past year as well, getting their skills better. Um, DeAndre Ayton getting a little bit more creative around the rim. He can finish, do all that stuff. Um, I don't want him to, you know, be taking like dozens of post ups every game, but I think maybe give him a few more post ups a game, um, let him get a bit more creative. Um, and Mikhail Bridges, like we saw in the pl- in the playoffs last year, yeah, Mikhail was like pump faking and taking like mid range jumpers, which if if you if, said if that, he's doing that if you said he's doing, yeah if you said that on draft night that Mikhail wasn't just a catch and shoot guy but he was like creating for himself on the biggest stage, mm. you yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. expect that. I I, I think I th- yeah I think for Mikhail it's like can he continue to transition from more than just a catch and shoot to like having a little bit of a pull up game as well. Because if, if he can do that, like the league is in trouble, um, and, and for for DeAndre Ayton, expand the the expanding his offensive game, a lot of it just comes down to getting more free throws. Like for that's a true. big for a big man that's as like physically dominant as he is, he gets like two free throw attempts a game or something. Like his yeah. his free throws just straight up aren't high enough. Yeah, um, they're yeah they're like two, so two and a half. So that's that's also representative of like. He he likes to put touch around the rim, you know, which is which is impressive. Like being able to like hit little hook shots and like go over go over uh, your defender. But sometimes you got to go like through the smaller guy too, you know. Like put use your body, DeAndre, you know, like a little more and just and, and you'll and you'll get free throws. You get to the line because he's a good free throw shooter. Like he's like eighty percent, I would guess. Um, so it looks like seventy five more like yeah. so. But like that's that's solid. Yeah, um, totally. So, so get to the get to the free throw line yeah. a little more. Especially because DeAndre Ayton, uh, two years ago, he averaged 18 a game. 
last year was his career low in his three years. He averaged 14 and a half. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see him get up to 17. I know you have a more talented roster, mm-hmm. but I'd love to see him get back up to 17 a game. Even Mikhail Bridges went from nine points per game to 13 and a half. Like, I would love to see him get up to 16 as well. Like, I, I think they're both very capable of that. If that means Chris Paul, like, taking, a, a like, a little bit of a backseat in the regular season to, you know, stay healthy, stay rested, I'm all for it. And I think the Phoenix Suns are good enough to do that. Yeah. Next up is the Denver Nuggets. Um, I had to l- look up, like, when Jamal Murray was going to come back because that kind of shaped uh, my, like, my, my expectations for this team. Um, it's still not really clear, so that kind of threw me off with this one. Definitely not until, uh, like, the calendar year 2022 mm-hmm. um so you know they're gonna start off without their point guard so i think goal one stay afloat until jamal murray returns which i actually think is pretty attainable given that they did that during the second half of last year they actually beat the blazers in round one um goal two is just a personal goal like why can't michael porter jr be an all-star this year you know like i i think if we're talking about huh. if, yeah know, like you know like he he averaged 19 a game last year and that was a, a lot of that was what, what seed were the Denver Nuggets this past season like three? Yeah, they were the three seed. There's there's like a three seed team is good enough to have two all stars. Like that's that might have been the four seed. That's that's, that's like very doable. Yeah, um, man. And like if if he probably increases his role by Jamal Murray not being there for most of the year, because his second half of last season was ridiculous. Sick. Yeah, it was sick. So he can just put up buckets. He, I, he I could finished, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm peeking at your basketball reference. He finished with 19 points per game. Like, yeah. I would guess for the first half of the season, it was like 10, you know? And then and in the second half of the season, it was like 25. Um, we did we did, a, we did an episode that was like NBA stats you should know. And, and I remember that was like sort of the headline. It was like, yeah. Michael Porter Jr. is like playing out of his mind. Yeah. And I, I think it can uh, continue. And yeah. hopefully he's like solidified as if not your third cornerstone, then maybe even your second cornerstone, if he makes an Above all-star. Jamal Murray? If he makes an all-star team. It's a good point. Jamal Murray hasn't done that. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, I think I think there will always be an argument that, like, he is a difficult shot hitter, not, a, like, a difficult shot creator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of his shots are just, like, he catches it and shoots it over his defender at an angle that nobody else can, <laughs> except for Kevin Durant, except, like, continuing the Kevin Durant example, he doesn't have those, like, big, lanky crossovers and the ability to, like, get into his shot. Um, a lot of it comes in, like, the flow of the offense, which isn't really a knock on him. Um, it just means, like, one of my friends told... One of our friends told me, he was like, he's like, I think Michael Jor- Michael Michael Porter has a chance to be an MVP one day. And I'm like, no. Like, like, I, like I'm sorry. Like, I, like, I'm, like, pretty high on Michael Porter Jr., but, like, he will not be an MVP as long as... He doesn't have the ability to, to like go create for himself. Like it's still very reliant on flow of the offense in, in Jokic. Um, the next team is the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi is going to be out for a decent amount of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see how good Paul George can be. Let's yeah. see. Let's see if he can be as good as he was when he was MVPG thirteen and in OKC and like finished like second or third in MVP voting. I really like that. Yeah, because. Kawhi's going to be out. We saw that during the playoffs when Kawhi was out, Paul George was like one of the three best players in the playoffs. And he was he was out here just getting buckets. I, I did some brief stats. I'm pretty sure they're accurate. They're from uh they're from StatMuse. Uh in like in general in in the regular season and playoffs, Paul George averaged 26.7 points, 7.5 rebounds and 5 assists in the 11 games without Kawhi 
without Kawhi Leonard in the regular season. Those are yeah. significantly better stats than what he's put up the past few years. That's that's like all NBA team for sure. Like yeah. like all NBA second team easily, I would say. Yeah. Um and in in playoff games, in games where he has Kawhi Leonard, which has been 24 games to date, um he is putting up 22 points per game. And in the 7 games in the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard, he's put up 31 points per game. So, those are a significant increase. Um, and in the playoff game, they're in those playoff games. They're four and three, like not not bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think it can still probably lead to winning basketball. Clippers still have a good roster, and I think Paul George can make a lot of noise this year. I like that. That's that's a really good goal. All right, next up, uh, Dallas Mavericks. I guess just like make the second round because they, they like our like our New York Knicks. Yeah, but I think they actually have a bet, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, they have a better shot at it. Yeah. Um, Luca hates losing. Don't let him down because I feel like he is actually a dude who who would just like be like, yeah, Dallas has been like great to me as a city, but you know, screw this. Like, I'll just I'll just find somewhere else to win, or I'll like like push the front office to like do something better next year. But why even waste the time? Like, you you didn't trade Porzingis, you didn't get someone else. You got Tim Hardaway Jr. So you're essentially just running it back, which I guess is fine. Um, but you know, just don't choke in the playoffs. Like they like, they took the Clippers to. Yeah, seven healthy or Clippers, by the way. Yeah, they took a healthy Clippers to seven, which is great. But they were also up, what, like 3-1, I think? And they and they choked that. Um, no, they were up 2-0, rather. Um, and so, you know, just just get to the second round, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Portland Trailblazers. I would, I would say do anything to keep Dame. Uh, you always talk about trading CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons. I think that could be a pretty solid fit. I don't even know what else it would be. Just do anything to keep Damian Lillard. Like he's the face of your franchise. That's similar to the to the uh, Bradley Beal one. Like, yeah. Like it seems at this moment, like Damian Lillard is is optimistic and is like, look, like don't give me a reason to have to leave because right now I want to stay in Portland. Like yeah. I, I think that's I think that's both their mentalities. Like I would rather stay than go. Um, so like, give me a reason to stay. Like so so to. For the Portland Trailblazers, give give Dame no reason to stay. Uh, for the Lakers, how do I phrase this? Get comfy, but also take it easy. Those don't sound like they're opposites, but I'm yeah. saying get comfy with LeBron and Westbrook on the same team on the court at the same time. Hmm. Like get that chemistry going. Yeah. But also take it easy. Let LeBron coast. He's been nursing injuries for the past year, which is so uncharacteristic of him. Like just let it chill, and like hopefully, the the old men on the bench also don't you know they don't have their bones fall apart in a very cartoonish way, um, and so I, I think just get comfy together, take it easy, take your two seed or three seed, and then just kill it in the playoffs. You know, like I, I think that's a big part of the reason why like they would actually make th- like that like LeBron was probably in favor of making the Russell Westbrook trade because they wouldn't by the way have done that without LeBron James. Oh yeah, you know, stamp of approval, and and I think the big part of the reason that they actually that they that they did it was so that LeBron can, as you said, like really take a backseat. Like, I I think that that he was that he was kind of trying to cruise a little bit like last season, and like with Anthony Davis missing time, whatever, like he wasn't totally able to. So so I think that he can buckle in, get comfy, like you know, and, and like sit back and and watch Westbrook work a little bit, and then when it gets time for the finals, like. We'll see the LeBron James that we're used to. Next up, Memphis Grizzlies. This is a weird one because I'm not really a fan of their offseason. 
I, I phrase it as keep up the mastery. They've been, the past few years, they've done an insanely good job at not really having a, a, a high-profile roster at all. Like, the past two years, their best player has been John ja Morant. Like, yeah. a sophomore and third-year John ja Morant, who has not made an All-Star game either year, and hasn't even really been close, like, really close to making an All-Star game either year. True, because they, they've let him reserves, and he wasn't, like, yeah. he wasn't even, yeah. like... Like Mike Conley, me yeah. was one of the reserve spots over John Morant last and year. And so this this Grizzlies team had zero All Stars the past two years and mm-hmm. has made the playoffs both of the past two years. That's the only team in the NBA that has done that, by the way. That's sick, yeah. Whereas the Utah Jazz and like the Nets and everyone else has like three All Stars, and you know they have zero, and they've been putting on a masterclass about mm. how to have a team on a budget without with with being a small market, not being able to sign anyone, and while I don't see this team having a high ceiling other than, like, the eight seed again, honestly, like, keep it up, man. Keep it up. Yeah. John- I, they, they, you could argue they took a step back by trading Valanchunas, but yeah. it also means they won't have to pay him. Like, he would, this is this was his last year on the contract. So, like, they're staying flexible. So, I don't know. Like, it's it's a little tricky because I, I said about Cade, like, you've got a generational, generational guy, like, pedals to the metal. And I wouldn't say that the, that the Grizzlies are doing that. But at the same time, it's hard to argue with how they've been handling things this far taylor jenkins is silently like a top six or seven coach in the league like he he's he took over the grizzlies two years ago yeah and this has been like their most impressive two seasons since whenever they had marcus hall i would i would probably Mm. say and even then like they just had a better roster yeah um also john morant i would love for him to be an all-star i i think it's very possible i think john no i I agree let's see What, what did john morant average last year john morant last year averaged 19 and seven and a half assists dude i think he pumped that stuff up to like 24 i i think i think he's it, like I'm, I'm a believer i know i understand this is, this he can't third year grades. you said you said second and third year oh yeah earlier. they made the, this oh is, my god I, I thought this maybe this was the yeah. case yeah in, in basketball reference back me up like wow he's he's this is he's going into his third year that's um, so impressive and by the way like making an all-star his second year would have been very very impressive that's what zion you know? did yeah and True. so I, I think it, I think it's his time next year. If if I'm a betting man, I think John Morant is an All Star. I would I would really like to see that. I feel like I'm just saying everyone's an All Star, and I actually like the question just, is like who's gonna fall out? Yeah. Like, like Clay Thompson is coming back. Oh my God, that's that's brutal. Yeah, um, the Golden State Warriors trade for a star. You have Steph Curry on your team. You're, you're the you biggest have, proponent. Of you this, have Clay yeah. Thompson on your team. You're running out of t- Draymond. You have Draymond Green on your team, who was third in Defense Player of the Year last year. Like, you need to capitalize now. Like, Jonathan Kuminga, Moses best, Moody. Best nickname in the NBA. <laughs> we're, not talking about, we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. This is a family podcast. Uh, uh, you have you have those two guys that you just drafted. You didn't. And, like, look, I, I trust that the Warriors looked for options, but I feel like they were just getting lowballed for those two picks. So I kind of respect mm. them not, you know, just submitting and getting, like, the low ball offer so you have those two guys james wiseman who they should have just traded when they had the second overall pick <coughs> and wiggins to make contracts work you have those guys you can you can easily get to pascal siakam if you want to and you could probably get bradley beal or i don't think ben, no no you ben simmons yeah, is more ben available simmons. than bradley beal i would say like yeah. just just get him bro just you get could, him just pull the trigger 
You do it. Stephen A. Smith and, and Zach Lowe um, on on the low post seem to believe that like the the Warriors were torn about whether Ben Simmons makes sense next to Draymond Green. That's true. It's a fair question, um, but bro, like, do it. I kind of agree. Like, I think Pascal Siakam would be a good fit too. I think that the from from what I've heard, I guess uh, the the. the Owner is no longer like the, the 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 PC term. I think it's like you know like governor or mayor um, of the Warriors came out and said that he's that he's trying he he wants the team to be like the Spurs, like a team that is that is good in the moment while also building for the future. Because of course Dude, the Spurs are the only team that have done that exactly the past 10 exactly years. right. So so he's he's you know like I, I guess to use kissing the feet again, like kissing the feet of the mold of like Tim Duncan to Kawhi Leonard. But if you remember like. Kawhi Leonard, they took him with a 15th overall pick, and they traded that pick, and like they they like fell into Kawhi Leonard yeah. uh, from the Pacers, um, while they had Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili. Like that is such a one in a, a thousand. Like that, that totally. Like if you were if you were trying to recreate that with with Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, like like I I I get I get it and 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 John and James Wiseman like I get it but also I think it's it's optimistic like um the the more the mold more recently is trade everything you've got to create star power right that's what that's what the bucks did um it's what the lakers did um I don't know who are some other like recent champions that I'm like blanking the on the warriors cavs heat yeah I mean like the, the the Cavs traded Andrew Wiggins to get Kevin Love, right? So like yeah. the the mold is trade your young players and future assets to get stars to create totally. a, a big three. You know, and you could say maybe the Warriors already have their big three, but um, I don't know. Like Draymond's aging in his in in his like uh, he's he's I don't know. I don't I don't I don't like Draymond Green deserves all the respect in the world. So I don't want to say anything negative about him, but like offensively not quite the same superstar that a lot of those other championship teams have yeah um, like like a like a third as like a third star you know he's, he's a great playmaker but he's not a scorer um and he's a great defender you know but but you need you need i think a, i think i think draymond green compliments an already really good well-rounded team doesn't uh doesn't necessarily like make that i guess yeah i i feel like i've, I've said everything i need to say about the golden State yeah. warriors uh san antonio spurs Get a high, get as high a pick as possible. Um, just be bad. You finally are officially hitting the reset button by getting rid of DeRozan. Um, I like the Doug McDermott signing, um, but I think you know he would just be better on a team that was better. Um, Dejounte Murray, uh, Derek White, Keldon Johnson. I don't think any of these guys are cornerstone guys except for potentially Keldon Johnson. Um, so you just need, you know you just need a top five draft pick, and then once you get that, then you can build around that guy. Because you know, I probably trust you to, to make the right pick once you get there. Hmm. Um, well, they they do have a lot of interesting talent, though. I would say so. I think I think I there think is they have a single cornerstone. Yeah, but like, like they also like like if I don't know like you you look at their starting five, but they also have coming off the bench. They have like Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell, and I forget who they drafted at number twelve. But like he was a bit. Most people viewed him yeah. as a reach. They have a lot of guys that are like, hmm, he's interesting. So. Um, I'd like to see some of those yeah. interesting players, like like see how Get they pan run. out. Like yeah. you just gotta, it's a, this is definitely a testing year for the Spurs. I would say, um, for the Pelicans, like I didn't really know what to do with this one. Like I'm really not a fan of your off season. You signed Devonte Graham. 
I'm I feel like the only goal is let's see if Nikhil Alexander Walker is good because he's sliding into your starting lineup and I was actually a really big fan of his coming into the draft like two years ago um I really the only thing that I liked was was the Jonas move so I I think the move is you have two like definitely all-star caliber players in Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson let's see how good you can be I like goal make the playoffs yeah no that's that's right I like I didn't I didn't agree with your like test out Nikhil Alexander Walker thing because like like you have a team that like like Zion Williamson is already a top 15 player in the NBA at least like do some shit like like let's see let's see it like <laughs> yeah like, I don't know like, like this is like like what are we waiting for um yeah it's easier said than done but like New Orleans step up yeah uh Sacramento Kings um everyone's talking about trade buddy healed and I agree I, my goal is trade Marvin Bagley at the deadline he okay. does he he does not want to be there his dad is heckling De'Aaron Fox yeah and he he generate like he took all the King stuff out of his bio and everything like I think you should just trade Marvin Bagley like you missed get over it like interesting I uh Kenny Kenny Beecham did a whole video on his like Kenny for real channel about about the Sacramento Kings and I thought that was an interesting like he started a new series NBA every day and I thought it was a really interesting first team to talk about because it's a team that doesn't usually get a lot of coverage by the ESPNs of the world but um I agree like they had a weird offseason in that they drafted yet another guard and by the way I'm a big fit like I'm a big like believer in Davion Mitchell but weird that you have Davion Mitchell uh, Buddy, he- uh, Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, and Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Um, and it's also weird that I think everybody kind of expected them to go into this offseason uh, and make a move revolving around Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, or or both of them. Um, and still, as of now, not, that, that hasn't happened. So I think, I mean, the offseason's not over yet. And the same thing I said about Ben Simmons could be true. Like, their goal is like by game one, I guess, with 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 anybody that you're trying to trade. Like if you have until game one, um, you know, and then and you also mentioned the deadline, but like it's not over yet. But I I, I do think that they should make a move or, or revolving around those guys. Um, next team up, OKC. Get us. Oh, one more thing about the Kings, oh. Luke Walton. Oh yeah, fire that man. He's bad. Yeah, that that should have been my goal. Fire Luke Walton. Um, <laughs> next team up, OKC Thunder. Get a highest pick as possible, um, and then I wrote down possible All Star for Shea. But I think they're going to be so hmm. bad that that I don't think he will. Like he averaged, it's he averaged twenty four a game last year. I think he'll average like twenty five this year. I don't think that the worst team in the league averaging twenty five is going to get you an All Star nod, um, especially because guards are so talented these days. But you know, <laughs> I, I guess like let your other guys like roam free i guess just like the spurs i've become like a de facto josh giddy fan even though i know nothing <laughs> about him because of like the no context nba instagram page Dude, he's good <laughs> he's just funny he's a um, funny guy from but, australia but the, you know this is this is uh like if you're sam presti like you've been stockpiling all these picks and i guess this is a bit of a, a bit more of a long-term goal but i keep saying about this about the thunder like you don't acquire you know all of these first round picks to draft with every single one of them. You don't have the roster space to to keep all of those guys. So at some point you have to start consolidating the picks into you know like talent. I don't know if that's this season, but but like I said, at some point. So uh so so I think you 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 figure out who in the roster is here to stay and then you start making start turning in the direction of let's let's build around those guys. And Shea is obvious. I think everybody else after Shea is less obvious. 
Yeah. Lou Dort maybe is, is obvious, but... Uh, Houston Rockets, again, get a highest pick as possible. And here's the other thing. Give the keys of the offense to Jalen Green. Because mm. I have this fear that John Wall will be on the roster and he will have a higher usage rate than he should. Because he's kind of a ball-dominant guy. I feel like he'll just be like, man, like, F this kid. I'm, I'm, I'm John Wall. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play basketball the way I have played basketball the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Green seems like a freaking home run of a pick. He seems really good from what we've seen. Um, Summer League doesn't mean anything, but yes. <laughs> okay, but let him roam free. Let's find out if yeah. he's good. And and I feel like John Wall could hinder that. Also, don't. I think this is more of an NBA fan thing than, than anything else. And this could come back to bite me. I am not sold on Kevin Porter Jr. at all. I think he had one 50-point game, and I think NBA fans talk about him. A little too much. I, I don't view him as a cornerstone whatsoever. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I like. I'm sure. You know. Like. I, I hope he is. I hope he is. And that's that's nothing against him. I just don't think that the, the Houston Rockets should be like. All right. We have Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. for the future. Um. I think you should just be like. All right. We have Jalen Green. What can we do to help him succeed? I'm sure. I'm sure they consider Christian Wood in the same kind of like, oh, yeah, tier. Yeah, yeah. But. Um. <coughs> I feel you. The the one team I, I actually realized. I think you left off the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I left off. The Chicago Bulls. So let me go back to the Bulls really quickly for a second. Um, I guess th- I guess I would say the goal would be similar to the Heat, uh, except it extends more to more than just the 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 make the money look good. But it's like make the Nikola Vucevic trade look good. Like this yeah. is a team that like you went in and traded future assets. Like, you traded like you know Wendell Carter Jr. I guess maybe being the most noteworthy. Um, and now you've spent you spent money on uh, on Caruso, Lonzo, um, like and and Demar Derozan. So I'd like to see like this team's got to make the playoffs first of all. But like make make all of those moves look good in hindsight. I guess is also the is also the thing for the Bulls. Uh, similar to what I said for the Heat. Like you can't you can't go all in like this um, and then come out with a disappointing season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the last team I have that was not on the list is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I want their goal to be make the playoffs. I feel like that might be a little mean because it might not be a little <laughs> accurate. But I'm I'm such I've been such a Carl Anthony Towns truther over the past three years, and like I want I don't want to say I'm wrong because I I'm still a Carl Anthony Towns truther. I think he's just like one of the best offensive players we have in the game today. It's like hard to argue with that, yeah. But at the same time, he and D'Angelo Russell cannot stay healthy for the life of them. Yes. <clears throat> and so you know, like, I guess we just wait and like hope. the The goal is like, let's see if they're good together. They uh, didn't have their first round pick this year, right? No. Which is sad. Like that's <laughs> so the roster's no. like not any different. No, they're they're the the Jonathan Kuminga pick was theirs. Uh, brutal. Yeah, and so I think like. That and then hopefully Anthony Edwards can make like a really big jump and just be like an even better score than he already is. I guess in a way like like they made the trade for D'Angelo Russell and 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 as I keep saying like these in hindsight moves like in hindsight the D'Angelo Russell trade for the Timberwolves has been like a zero. Like, yeah. Like he hasn't literally. he hasn't been healthy. Like, yeah, he yeah. hasn't he like the number I it would be laughable to like look up right now the number of games that he and Carlton Towns have oh, actually no, played. Oh no, I, I I know the number. It's like twelve. Yeah, like that's that's, that's hilarious. So, that's so like, sad. Hilariously bad. Like through like what like one and a half seasons. Like yeah, it's tragic. Um, 
So that's, I, don't, that's, I, that's I, I think the goal for them is just like <laughs> get the two of them on the court at the same time. Yeah, man. And and I'm 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 a believer in Anthony Edwards. Like he he showed out his rookie year. So yeah, like, I agree. I, I think he I think he's as exciting of a prospect as Lamelo Ball, and he just doesn't get the clout for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Space Floor NBA Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube, like us and subscribe. We're also on Apple and Spotify. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you so much. My name is Connor Gielen. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out to No Context NBA, Josh Kitty. <laughs> Shout out to Bulls fans. Sorry for forgetting you. <laughs>